All right, Beyond the Space family, thank you guys for coming back for another episode. Yes. Today we have a special guest, super special guest, Kristen. Yes. Today, instead of having somebody else on the podcast, Wong's going to ask me some questions so that you guys get to know us a little bit better. Right, and the reason being so is because I think Kristen is also a voice of change. But Kristen's one of those people who, when people talk to her or maybe hear her advice, right? You're thinking like, oh, she's just yelling at me. This girl hates me. But really, Kristen loves and cares for people a lot. And so it comes out maybe as aggressive, you can say, or as somebody, <laughs> right? You know. But I think Kristen's one of those anti-heroes, right? Like she's a person that people don't know they need to hear. Right, or she's a person that you don't know you need in your life. <laughs> At least that's what I believe. She's been that for me. So this, yeah, the theme of this episode is going to be the anti-hero, right? Because、yeah. I think, yeah, I think it's fitting. <laughs> it's fitting. I think、um, a few people will agree with you. <laughs> yeah. So Kristen, in brief,、um, let's start off with tell us who Kristen is. So I am. 26 years old. I am a youth leader here at a local church in Arizona. I love youth ministry.、Um, I've been doing it for a really long time, but、um, I actually have a degree in worship arts management, which is just a fancy way of saying I have a music business degree. That's pretty cool, though. Yeah. Because、so, you at one time, sorry, I'm detouring, but you toured with so, bands. I worked with some local bands. You worked with that's right.、Um, didn't tour. Not there, but、um, I did work with a couple like local rappers and stuff when、yeah. I was younger. Not really doing that right now, but I still have a huge passion for music, and I'm a huge concert junkie. So yeah, she is. <laughs> As in, like she'll go by herself to concerts. That's how. <laughs> that's, that's very true.、Huge. Hey. You know, sometimes you can't find that concert buddy to be there all the time. So hey, you gotta do what you gotta do. She's also an eight on the Instagram. We've mentioned that every so often about the Instagram, but it's a personality、yeah. test kind of thing. Yes. Yeah, and the eight is normally someone who's a strong, confident, a fighter, that kind of stuff. So that's Kristen. That's really true. <laughs> <laughs> but with that said, people make their assumptions. Like I said, you're kind of. An anti-hero type of leader, you know. People don't know that they need you. So my question to you is, what is something that most people seem to misunderstand about you? So I think what people misunderstand about me is that if I care about you, I'm going to say it. So I say this because there's often times where people think I'm just picking somebody out of the crowd to say something to. Right. But right. in reality. The way I love people is cha- to challenge people. So when I speak to you and I see that you need help, especially if I'm mentoring you, like I'm going to hold you to a standard and I'm going to push you because、yeah. my desire for people, especially people that I try to invest in, is that they'll be the best person they can be. Yeah, that's awesome. Right, for them to be the version, the best version of themselves. Right. It's funny because we live in a world where now, if you are against my opinion, that means you hate me, right? Right. But that's not necessarily true. No, because it's not. you can be against their opinion because you actually strive for them to be better. Right. I love that a lot. 
And speaking of your investment in people, I know you also actually put a lot of time into this podcast, right? Beyond this space, <laughs> yeah. like countless of hours. So I'm curious, and for all the hearers to know as well, why we even do this. Can you tell us your dream and your vision for the podcast, however you want to answer that question? So the vision for the podcast has always been to be a place for the gray area. So to speak about things and have a conversation um, that sometimes goes one way or the other. Obviously, we all have our own opinions. Right. But a huge piece of me is that you don't know that you know something until you question it. Yeah. So I believe that creating space to hold space with other people. Right. And people who, challenge. Yeah. They have the opportunity to figure out what they want yeah. and who they want to be. It's almost providing space for the disagreement. Right. Right? To have the fair hearing of why you feel or think this way and not be offended for the other person to respond. Yes. So what people don't always realize about eights on the Enneagram is that they love the argument. So They love the fight. They love the fight. They are However, the anti-heroes. <laughs> They're not scared... They're not scared to, to do what most heroes wouldn't do. That's really true. However, when the end of the fight has come, that's pretty much it. So majority of the time, especially if it's an argument about thought patterns or things like that, if the agreement is like we're just going to agree to disagree, like that's the end and the eight is not going to be mad at you at the end of the conversation. Yeah, that's good. That's probably one of the misunderstandings too that people probably have about you is that, right? I think I think people think at the end of the day, Kristen didn't agree with me. She must hate me. But for you, you're like, no, I'm just glad we talked. Yeah. And it's okay that we disagreed. But now I'm I'm hopeful that you had the the chance to to talk or at least think about the other side. Right. I think that's a huge thing to me is that I'm not afraid for conflict. Yeah. I just would rather work through it. So that's why when I said, if I care about you, I'll say it. It's because it's true. Right. So I am the type of person, if I don't really care, I don't really say. And that sounds mean, but it's just kind of the way my energy is. Is I'm not going to fight for somebody or fight with somebody that at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if I win that argument or if they questioned anything. It right. doesn't matter. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Pick the fight because you care. Right. Right. If you're not even fighting it, then it's because it wasn't worth your time. So, yeah, we all need definitely people like you in our lives. I think more than most people want to uh, admit because yeah. a lot of people have yes mans, right? We have a lot of yes men around us, but it's <laughs> good to have somebody who's willing to challenge us so that we can be better. Yeah, I mean, my best friend says my favorite word is no. yes that's awesome gosh so Kristen you mentioned that the podcast Beyond the Space is a place that you want people to have these conversations and obviously right we both want to build this platform to to really be that but the reality is what happens if Beyond the Space never gets past this stage what if it remains just a small local kind of podcast what do you go from there and how do you assess that? So, I mean, everybody dreams of, you know, the thing that they pour their heart into to be successful. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, 
success isn't just numbers sometimes. Yeah, that's good. I've gotten feedback from listeners that are like, yes, this is really good. I really appreciate you taking the time to do this. So there's part of me that says, like, this is worth fighting for. And so it's okay. Yeah, I see. But if it doesn't work and everything falls apart, my personality doesn't change. And so there's part of me that's going to continue to do this somewhere else. I like that. This podcast does not define you right if anything this is a tool right right that we're definitely using. is no that's awesome i love that mentality and honestly like i didn't know a podcast was even in the cards for me i don't like talking in front of people yeah. she's not so... wrong and now she up here <laughs> yeah talk dreaming about that's really true. this which is yeah amazing so i'll say this real quick though the longer i've worked with kristen i've realized that she, that she is called to this like she literally pours her heart out on this podcast, we spend countless of hours doing so much stuff <laughs> to, to put in content for our hearers. And not just content, but things that can help people grow and go deeper. Right. Yeah. And, you know, so I'm grateful that I have a chance to work with you. And obviously, I'm dreaming with you as well. I mean, I I hope that this podcast can be something that would bless um, many people. Right. But, yeah. So, again, yeah, thank you for, for sharing your heart. So, Kristen, you also mentioned that you work with the youth. Yes. So I'm curious, with Generation Z dealing with mental health more than ever now, at least that's my assumption, right? I think more than ever, what is one piece of advice that you would give them? So I'm actually really passionate about this statement. So I think that the Gen Z and millennial generations are dealing with mental health in a way that no one else has. Yeah. So they've done a really great job of opening up the conversation but the problem is i think what we're doing is we're stopping where healing comes dang so that's good there's one thing like that's good that's huge so there's so many people that i know that are like i'm facing anxiety and i am one of those people or like dealing with other mental health issues and they just go i just have anxiety that makes it hard i don't want to do this i think the best thing for a person that's facing mental health to do is to intentionally try to overcome some of it. And sometimes it's the small wins. Yeah. It truly is a small win. So if you're facing depression, like getting up every morning and eating breakfast is a win. Like yeah. we have stopped trying to heal mental health and we Dang. just want to talk about it. That's good. You know, I didn't want to say this, but I feel like Gen Z and to your point millennials as well we've gotten to this point where we love the we love the pain right we almost enjoy company of the hurt and so mental health is almost our vibe now right right and so I can't lose my vibe I need to be in the space of pain and hurt that's who I am right we almost flex I know for sure the Gen Z generation flexes it right flexes their mental health um, a little different from the millennials, but all that to say, if I'm playing the devil's advocate, is I think we millennials and Gen Z kind of put it on ourselves because I think we love the drama. But your thoughts on that? So I think there's a part of us that have made it a joke so that we can embrace it. So a huge piece of our conversation is literally just going, oh, I have anxiety and depression. Like it's a joke because it is a vibe. And then what happens with that? Is that because it's a joke and because it's a vibe, right. it stays you never want to lose it. Yeah. 
So we've we've normalized the conversation. Right, but not the actual healing portion. Right. So it can come on the conversation, but it never goes more. Right. And there's a huge piece of, like, if you have anxiety, you may never, never have not have anxiety. Right. It might be a battle that you battle. Every single day. Yep. And um, I think if you decide that they're going to win this time, the anxiety is going to win this time, it's going to win that much easier the next time. It's going to win every single time because it's easier. So people that are like, oh, I'm going to shut up in my house because I don't like people. I have social anxiety. Well... It doesn't help you that you're continually shut up in your house. Right. Gotcha. So you, there's Makes a sense. part of like being intentional. Makes hey, sense. like find those safe people that know like, hey, my friend has social anxiety. We're going to go somewhere and they may stay 30 minutes and be done. And that's okay. Yeah. But they did something about it. Yeah. Sometimes you have to face it to keep going through it. That's good. I love that. I mean, that's great. But if you can go back in time... If you hopped on a time machine, what's one piece of advice that you would give to 18-year-old Kristen? Um, so, at 18, I just fin- had graduated high school and I did everything everybody else wanted me to do. Yeah. So that I was the good daughter. So I was the good student. So that I was the good friend. And it all kind of fell apart eventually. Yeah. Um, so when I say, like, it didn't help my anxiety to do those things. It didn't help my, my own mental health. I tell you, make decisions that's going to help you be the best. So if being the best daughter isn't going to make you the best person, you're, you're not going to do the, you're not making the right decision. Right. Sometimes, and I don't love this statement, but, like, the whole idea of, like, your mental health, if you have to let somebody down, let them down. Like, there's a piece of that that's true. Yeah. So, I believe that in big decision making, it has to be for you. Because if you do it for everyone else, you'll never be happy. You'll be like me, who went to college and almost flunked out. <laughs> Thank but you, my didn't. best friend, for <laughs> not letting me do that. Yeah. But I wasted years trying to be what everyone else wanted yeah um don't get me wrong i got some amazing things from it i've got an amazing best friend and other friends that have stood beside me through some hard times but i wasn't happy i didn't do what i was called to do and now i'm in the midst of trying to figure it out no that's good there's a saying that says you either die the hero or you live long enough to become the villain you know, and, and when I think of that, sometimes I think because we all want to be heroes and we all want to make people happy and we all want to do the right things all the time um, for people and whatnot, we, to your point, forget to almost focus on our own health and we end up eventually turning into, at the end of the day, someone that we probably might not want to be because of maybe resentment or regret or things like that. So right. I actually feel that as well. I think it's true. Um, it's Things also, you wish you would have done, right? But then right. you didn't. And now you're like, dang it. Yeah, and I think because of some of the struggles I faced, like, I learned some really good lessons. Like, not everybody's on your team. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Gosh or, dang, that's, that's yeah. facts, no printer. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Or no one's going to take your shot for you. So, like, if you're going to do something, you have to do it yourself. And it's having the courage to do it. Yeah. And step out. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Talking about courage. I'm curious. We are all curious, Kristen. What is one of your biggest fears in life? And how do you combat that fear? Um. So, my, like, biggest fear in the generic form is losing control of things yeah but with that it's more of i'm afraid of letting down the people i love the most yeah which is why i've had to work through some of that and walk and make some decisions for myself when you grow up in like a hispanic family like family's everything so my family was a huge piece of my decision making especially when i was younger my mom is still a big part of my decision making today, but the biggest way I've com- try- tried to f- figure out how to overcome some of the fear is, first of all, letting other people make decisions, because I didn't do that <laughs> when I was young. That was a bad decision. Yeah. But there's part of me that's like, you don't have to control everything to make things work. That's good. Love and that. I've learned how to follow good leaders. Yeah. And I've also learned that the big decisions are mine. And I have to make them. Because if I choose to let someone else make them, I'm going to lose control that I thought I had. Yeah. And I would let them down anyway. Yeah. So if you're going to let them down anyways, you might as well let them down making your choice. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Which is why I think you are this anti-hero that people don't know they need because you've challenged people in that way to make their own decisions when sometimes all they're trying to do is just please somebody else which is not always bad no but at the end of the day to your point that big decision that has to be made it should be should be yours yeah should be yours so i'm just curious on the topic of fear and whatnot normally relates to failure so i'm just going to ask this question you can Answer it however you like, but what is your biggest or maybe what's one of your failures that happened in your life? And how did you grow from that? So this can be from childhood to, to now. Um, biggest failures? Um, honestly, the biggest thing I did when I was young is I pushed a lot of people away. Yeah. That could have still been here. You yeah. know, they could have still stood with yeah, me on deep. my team. Um, that's deep. And there's times where, like, I regret that. But the way I grew, I grew from that is choosing my team wisely now. Yeah. So I'm intentional. I love it. When it comes down to my friends. Yeah. So there are some friends that I don't always call. And it's not because I don't love them. It's legitimately, hey, like, you are on my team, but the person that I need to invest in now or the person that's investing in me right right now are these people. Gotcha. So I've been very intentional about what my time goes to. And I mean, I also flunked out, almost flunked out of college. So that was a great moment (laughs) of life. But Um, college years. I did graduate. I have a degree, so I'm great with that. Um, She's legit, guys. (laughs) But I, my biggest thing was at that time, I I neglected my mental health. Um, I had lost so many of my family that was really close to me, and 
I was going to college and I never thought I wanted to and everything didn't matter. Like, yeah, when you get to a place where like nothing else matters, you literally just shut off. Like the things that you did before, you don't do. Yeah. I mean, I was an, I was a pretty good student in high school, but yeah, school didn't really matter at that time but the best way I overcome some of that too is just like I said having the good people on your team my best friend made me do my homework <laughs> she's a good friend she is a good friend uh, yeah she's but, great I've met her but she you know was one of the people that did teach me that like I have to get through it like I already did it like I already signed up I already committed you have to get through it and right. so I did it it took a little bit more time than it should have, but I did complete it. Yeah. I've heard this motivational speaker, and I forget his name, but he said, whether it takes you two years, four years, or ten years to get a degree, those years don't show up on the right. degree, right? So it's one of those things where, like you said, you you put the time in already, and you might as well get it done. And you did. You got it in, what, the usual four yeah, years? Yeah, I think I only had to take, like, one, like, summer session above, like, the normal four. Yeah. So. No, that's that's amazing. Again, thank you for sharing that because normally when it comes to fears and failures, nobody wants to talk about them. But that's why you're on this podcast, so that <laughs> you can talk about the things, like you said, to host space in some of the gray areas that people don't want to talk about. Yeah. On a quick tangent, though, but still relevant to you. So you said you got your major or your degree in music, right? Yeah, so it was worship arts with emphasis in management. Gotcha. Worship arts, emphasis on management. So I know that you love music. So I'm curious your thoughts on the current music now and how we may or may not be influenced by what we listen to. So... The stuff now, the current, like, new music is not really completely my favorite. Like, the top 40. So, like, we're talking about the main things. Mainstream. So, yeah, yeah, mainstream music. Um, top 40 is not always my favorite type of music. Um, yeah. But I've always been kind of like that. So, that's my own opinion. But you can see how genres have changed. Right. So, like, if you look at, like, rap, you have, you know, you have mumble rappers, which I know, never, <laughs> never was a thing. It was never before. a thing back then. Um, but here we are, 2021. And I think music nowadays, as a general statement, like, they, music has lost meaning and has become about the beats right. that occur, that they're using. How the beats make me feel. Right. Not so much what the heck they're saying. Which is crazy because back when we were younger, so when you talk about like the 90s music, 2000s, yeah. early 2000s, it's all, that it's all was all about words. Lyrics, that's right. And that's why those beats were never what they are now. Right. People weren't listening for the beats. So those artists took their words and created the emotions yeah. that the beats now create. I love that. That's... For Gen Z. Very well said. Because I think there's a part, I think the generations have changed. So I think Gen Z doesn't want somebody to tell them how they feel. They just want to feel it. Yeah. You're not and wrong. so when you look at like millennials that are like, I'm so nostalgic, like this is the type of music that we miss. It's because there's a part of you that 
when you listen to an old song, you you know what to feel because they kind of tell you how to feel. Right. So if it's a breakup song, you know, like it's a breakup song. Like, yeah, that's good. There's a piece of what music used to do isn't doing now because it's not supposed to. Yeah. Because the major people that are consuming their music isn't, they're not looking for that. No, I love that. I love that. I think you worded it perfect of how nowadays the beats are doing what back then lyrics would do. Right. As, as guide. Which there's been plenty of people um, that didn't care about the lyrics when they were younger. And I get that. And so, like, I understand where the change has come, but, like, I'm definitely a lyric person. Yeah. Speaking of lyrics, I know one of your favorite artists is MGK. (laughs) So what is it about his music that draws you in? So I like MGK. So I like Machine Gun Kelly when we're speaking about, like, his latest album. So the Tickets to My Downfall is my own personal opinion, is the best part of MGK's music. That does not mean that everything else isn't good, because that's not true. There's been some good music before this, but um, first of all, it's in my genre of preference, which is pop punk, obviously. Pop punk? (laughs) We've said that before on the podcast, um, but the reason why I like his newer music, and specifically that album, is because of the rawness of it. Yeah, it's pretty And it's real. relatable. Yeah. So, it's also, it's not written the way Top 40 music is. So, it's all written from, like, the lyrics are what creates the mood. Yeah. When everything That's else right. is beats. Don't get me wrong, he has beats in his music, and it's yeah layered, but... His music, his lyrics have relatable pieces to it. Yeah, I totally agree. So MGK is a guy I listen to as well, but I listened to him back in his rap days. He's definitely very lyrical, but he also has beats. So, I mean, I think MGK delivers on both both ends. Right. So you you know that in this generation, right, I mean, there's, there's many singers and rappers now and that are being accepted right Lil Nas X right Cardi mm-hmm. B right. and you got the your OGs like Nicki Minaj Eminem all these people right and this generation now looks at all that and go hey let them do them you know what I'm saying like right. let, let them just it's their life right so my next question to you is what is your view on the statement you do you um so I think you do you is a statement that obviously describes some of our culture so a big part of our culture is you worry about yourself and you then everybody else has to worry about themselves right now i think people forgot that the choices you make affect others so when you talk about even in music so like if you talk about cardi b or lil nas x or even harry styles like the music that they're choosing to make has no substance in the sense of like all this is about is sex all this is about is like the way somebody's body looks or however like what you do behind closed doors is most important there's no substance to that because the problem is that that's all physical eventually the physical deteriorates it's the reality of life yeah but so when you say like oh let them create art how much is that truly art and how much are we influencing other people by making that decision how many you know young girls 
and young um, men are growing up going, that's normal. Right. And this is why I also label you like the anti-hero because you say things that people just... Because you say things that people of this generation don't want to hear. Nobody wants to hear that, right, Kristen? Right. We all want to hear that you love me for me mm-hmm. and that you're going to accept me for me. And yet you kind of go against the grain, but not just to go against the grain. Again, you do it because you care enough to pick the fight, right. to pick the conversation. And I think like people mix up love for acceptance. Gosh dang, amen. And you can't, yeah. you can't do that. So the reality is I do believe in God. And so I believe that Jesus loves you despite the decisions you've made. Yeah. So that's either good or bad. It doesn't matter. His love doesn't change because you made a bad decision. Right. It doesn't change because you made a good decision. So if that's how we're supposed to model as Christians, that's how we have to be to people. Yeah. No, I feel you. So, like, my love doesn't come from you making the best decisions in your life. My love doesn't come because you've made bad decisions. Like, it's a choice to love somebody. Yeah, that's amazing. And speaking of choices to love people, you mentioned earlier, too, that you're a leader with the youth and whatnot. So the thing is, being in that leadership position, what is one of the biggest challenges that you face in leadership? Um, I think the biggest challenge I face is that I love differently than others. Yeah, so you're not wrong. I do. So my grace looks different than others um, because I believe that you should have grace, but I also believe that grace comes with correction. So a huge part of our group is like, I am the one that's very stickler on certain rules. And I think that when we stand in the leadership position, I want to model the same rules that I'm giving to them. And so choosing to ignore sometimes just doesn't work for me because I'm a person that's like, hey, like that's not how this works. But I think the hardest part is accepting the fact that sometimes students aren't where I think they should be. Yeah. Or the, or a kid doesn't ex- understand the challenge that I'm giving them. Yeah, that's tough working with uh, the youth and whatnot. So tell me, Kristen, who are the three top influential people or heroes in your life? <laughs> and how have they impacted you? And these can be anybody. They can be people you know. They can be celebrities, people you just look up to in general. But who are the three most influential people in your life and how have they impacted you? Um, okay, so the three. I know, first of all, the first one, 100%, was my dad. So not everybody knows, but I lost my dad about two years ago now. Um, but he still has been a huge part of my life. He's always been influential. Um, he taught me how to overcome some of these things. Um, yeah some of my own anxiety issues and um, has always encouraged me to take whatever break I wanted to take, every shot I wanted to take. Like, he was the biggest cheerleader, so that was always good. But he also loved well. Like, people knew him really well, and he was able to be intentional and impactful even in the smallest of moments, which is really cool. And I hope that I can do that for others. Yeah, Um. So, another person would probably be Christine, if you heard her podcast. That's right. Episode 3, yes, go check it out. So, when I met Christine, I was in a really bad place, and I was really actually hurt by the church, and I didn't know where to go, 
Um, yeah, and that, she's, that's some real stuff. The church does hurt, hurt people. Yeah, and she actually encouraged me to come to where I go now and um, has encouraged me to heal through things and has taught me how to be more of the nurturing person that sometimes <laughs> students need. <laughs> Um, just yeah. because I'm not the lovey-dovey. Not the stereotypical, yeah. yes. So um, that's always good. And I appreciate the way she pursues Christ. So I love the way she pursues Christ. And I think that she's a good example in my life. Yeah. Third one. So it's really weird, but my best friend's mom is probably one of the most influential yeah. people in my life. That's awesome. Um, so we just lost her last couple months. So that was really hard, and it's really hard to say, like, the top three people, like, two of them are not here anymore, um, but yeah. um, she was also an eight on the Enneagram. Yeah. So I mean, so long story short, like, she lives, she lived in a different state, so she lives in Illinois, she's always lived in Illinois, but I lived with my room, my best friend for three years in college, so I got to kind of know her over the phone, and yeah. I got to, like, get to know her when I go visit them. Um, and their family and it was so cool to know that as an eight you can have the family because first of all eights are not normally girls so first of all huge thing um, in the Enneagram world like being an eight and a girl it's very weird yeah um, but her mom my best friend's mom was that and she loved her church well and served really well in her life and so um it was really she's actually somebody that inspires me to continue to be myself first of all yeah i love that but also understand like the grace and the patience that comes with just being an eight sometimes it's harder yeah with great power comes great responsibilities right (laughs) that's true (laughs) no that's amazing thank you for just sharing and again sorry for your losses as well I'm just curious if Pastor Christine should be uh, worried that she's in your top three. And two <laughs> no, I'm totally kidding. No. Totally kidding. But, uh, so you've mentioned these three people in your life, and I'm sure there's more, mm-hmm. and how they impacted you. My next question is, what specifically in your life inspires you to be the best that you can be? Because I know earlier you mentioned that you fight for others to be the best that they can be, which is why you challenge them. But for yourself, what in life inspires you to be the best, Kristen? So honestly, the thing that inspires me to be the best is the people around me that I fight for. Yeah. So I fight for many people in my life, but one of the biggest person that I fight for, one of the most main person, uh, one of the main people is my mom. Yeah. So I fight to be the best daughter. She's, she's amazing. That I can be, but I also inspire to be the best person God has created me to be. When finding that balance sometimes is hard, um, just because, right? You know, I hear something from God and she doesn't, and that's okay, or whatever's going on. But like, to be the best daughter or to be the best leader in those moments is really important. Right. It goes back to what you were saying. You're because of the once failure of pushing people away, now you've learned to build your team. Right. And so now that team inspires you to be the best, right? yeah. the people that you're around. True. So, And also the youth group that she's with, man, super blessed to have you. And I think sometimes 
they're so young and they take it for granted. But huge, yeah, huge <laughs> to have, yeah, to have you sacrifice your time for that. And again, like the uh, anti-hero, you play a role and you sacrifice where normally a hero would get recognition for. But right. as an anti-hero, sometimes you don't get recognition for your sacrifices. But you know, you do so much. You really do. Again, Kristen, thank you for your time. I just wanted us to end on one more question because part of this is getting to know you, but it's also to see where your passions come from. But if there was anything else that I didn't ask that you would like people to know about you, what would that be? Um, so this kind of goes for any type of um, Enneagram 8. Just because we're distant doesn't mean we don't care. Yeah, dang. That's a statement. Social media posts. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's true. I think as a person that wants to protect myself and be the best person I can be, sometimes I pull away just to protect myself in the moments. And I think that every good leader should to a point. Yeah. And I think anyone that's facing an eight or a number that doesn't, like a person that kind of seems closed off, that doesn't always mean that they don't care or that yeah. they're not there for you. Because um, I know part of me is like, I desire for people to be seen and heard. And part of that is just giving them space. And sometimes I can't give you the space that you want or the space I want to give you. Yeah, speaking of, which is why this podcast hopefully allows a little more room for you to provide space, not yeah. just for yourself, but also for the hearers. Right. And more so, hopefully, the people that you care about are are being put on this space as well. Yes. Yeah, Kristen, again, thank you so much for your time. And not just that, but again, she's super intentional about who she keeps around. So I, I, I joke about her all the time, but I'm like, I'm, I'm here by the graces of Kristen. And so I'm super, super blessed to be a friend and not just a friend, but also a co-host and partner of uh, this podcast, Beyond This Space. I am super excited to see where this can go next. Yeah. As you know, this whole season is about the voices of change. And so Kristen and us, we have a huge passion and, and, and love to see people inspire others and create change. Not just create noise, but create change. And right. Then, and then good change. Right. So, yeah, Kristen, again, thank you so much for your time. We appreciate you. It is a little weird that you're on the other end of it. <laughs> That's very true. But uh, it's pretty darn amazing. Yeah. Because... Yeah, of all people, you definitely fit this season. So. Thank you. Um, with that being said, guys, we have so many more Voices of Change coming up this season. So please make sure you're following us on social media. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Beyond This Space. Just so you guys know who's coming up. Yeah, super stoked, super excited. Please keep tuning in. Again. This is Long. And I'm Kristen. And this is Beyond, Beyond This, this space. space.